0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of A Little Ray of Sunshine, Inspirational Stories from Everyday People. Tonight I have with me a very special guest, a student of mine, actually, and her name is Caitlin Draney. Welcome, Caitlin. Thank you so much. You bet. Caitlin, let's get to know you a little bit tonight, and uh, maybe share where your story begins, because we all have a unique story, right?
1: Yeah, for sure. I am from Gilbert, Arizona, and I have a very unique household, I guess you could say. I came from a mom and a dad, but they ended up getting divorced when I believe I was two. So I kind of grew up in a split household and kind of navigating the dynamics of that and the hardships that came with that as well.
0: What were some of those hardships?
1: Yeah, so I could go on. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Some of them, I experienced a lot of divorces One of my parents remarried multiple times which added a lot of change in my life especially at a young age. So that made me mature way more than the other kids in my grade. It made me yeah just be different than other kids especially growing up. I had to switch households every weekend trying to navigate friends because friends could only hang out on certain weekends. I wasn't allowed to. So it was just very interesting trying to balance life as a kid but also as someone who's in a divorced family.
0: You say the word interesting. There's a lot behind that (laughs) word. So what was it really like? I mean, I don't want to assume or imagine because I haven't been through that. So as a child growing up, you said you had to grow up quick or mature faster. What was interesting about that experience for you?
1: Yeah, I would say just understanding the reality that my life was very different than other kids. I remember Father's Day was really hard for me. I remember like the song, I Can't Wait Till Daddy Comes Home. Mm-hmm. That wasn't me. My dad wasn't going to come home from the door every day. Or my mom was working a lot and had to work multiple jobs to afford me and my siblings. And so compared to other kids, that wasn't their life. They weren't mm-hmm. having to survive, I guess, at a young age, cook for themselves or do certain things that the average kid didn't have to do.
0: So how did you feel like you managed that growing up?
1: I didn't manage it well. (laughs) You didn't? No. I definitely have a hard time with change still to this day. I feel like it's something that's affected me in a lot of things, like in relationships or school. I have a lot of anxiety when it comes to change or things that kind of put me out of my comfort zone because I, I grew up with so much change that it's something that I don't like at all. Mm -hmm.
0: Does that bring the anxiety you speak of when there's change?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I would just say yes, because I just don't do well with change at all. Just, I grew up, my dad got married multiple times, which brought a lot of new things all the time, new people, new step-siblings, new step-sisters. And so I had a lot of kind of early onset depression and anxiety because I didn't know What my life was going to look like or what was going to happen the next week. So Yeah.
0: When did that all start?
1: I would say around when I was like three. So I remember things started really changing about a year after my family's divorce.
0: Mm -hmm. And when did you notice the onset of your depression?
1: I didn't know it was depression until probably seventh grade. Mm
0: -hmm. And how did you know? What did it look like?
1: Well, my mom's A social worker and so she's pretty aware (laughs) and I didn't know what it was I was always sad I didn't really want to socialize with people I was kind of just like didn't believe that my life was worth living because of how just my life was it was again so different from everyone else's and I had friends who could get things and I would go to my friend's house and they had both a mom and dad there and how hard that was for me to be there and be like, oh, this is what my life would have been like.
0: Mm -hmm. This is what you wanted it to be. Mm -hmm. Having had to go through that and experience that and go through the depression, how did you manage your depression once you realized what was happening?
1: Again, I didn't do well at first. (laughs) I actually wanted to end my life a lot, seventh to ninth grade. I remember one time I was pretty committed to it. I just didn't feel like, again, I had a life worth living. And my grandma actually came and she, like, saved the day almost. Oh, I bet. Yeah, but I, after that, realized that what I was feeling wasn't okay and I needed to fix myself <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and realized that everyone has different challenges and everyone has things that are going on in their lives, but we all just pick from a different pot. Right.
0: Did your family know the extent of what you were feeling?
1: No. So actually, I was about to go on a mission. So I served a mission for my church, and I got asked to write this book and will be a part of this book. And so I can't remember, but it was something about like a spiritual experience you had. And it was about when I was about to take my life. And my mom, I remember, was just so shocked (laughs) because that was the first time she's ever heard of that. She knew I struggled in the past, but she didn't know how severe it was. Mm -hmm. So,
0: Would you mind sharing that excerpt that you put into the book and talk about that for a moment?
1: Yeah. So at the time, my mom just had to sell the house because her job got cut from the government. And so we had to sell our house and we got an apartment. So it was like two bedrooms and me and my two siblings and my mom, and everyone was just not having it. We came from this big house, and it was so nice, and now we're all sharing one bathroom, squeezing this tiny little apartment, and I just wanted to fit in so bad, and now all of a sudden, I was taken away from everything that I had to just like feel a little glimpse of normal. I was in a really, really low place, and none of my family was home, and I remember just kind of going to the park, trying to see kind of eye things out, I guess. And I was just sitting on the side, just crying. And I just had this like voice in my head of this little girl say, stay for me. And I don't know if that's my future child someday. I don't know who that was, but I know that was enough for me to choose to stay. So.
0: And that voice you heard said, stay for me. Mm-hmm. What happened after that?
1: Right after that, my grandma actually came in. She drove her car and I longboarded around the neighborhood and she just came and she was like, hey, why don't you hop in? And she didn't know where I was or what was going on. I think she was just stopping by to drop something off at the house. But I remember that was just another answer to prayer. So
0: Mm -hmm. how many years ago was that?
1: Oh, that was probably in seventh grade, eighth grade. So probably five or six years ago.
0: How do you see yourself coping now, having gone through that and experienced it? And I'm not just talking about thoughts of suicide. I'm just talking about the whole experience that you had growing up in a single-parent home and the depression and the anxiety and the suicide thoughts. How are you coping now?
1: I'm doing a lot better. I've done years and years of counseling, but I feel like I've realized a lot of my purpose and the reason why I've gone through certain things in my life. i realized that it's for other people. I started thinking outside of myself and kind of like, well, me, my life is so hard. I started realizing as soon as I started speaking out about depression and anxiety and different other things I went through, a lot of people related with me and needed someone to talk to about those things. And so, or divorce, um, I was able to be a light to them and kind of like a hope And for me, that's what's gotten me through all these years is just being able to talk to people and relate with people and lift people up. So,
0: What do you tell them to give them that hope?
1: I think it depends on different situations, but when it comes to divorce or things like that, I always say it will get better. The same with mental health. I guess with everything, it's always going to get better. Right now, we have kind of this eye shot of the hardship and the pain But if we look outside of ourselves, there's always a bigger picture. And maybe we'll need that for someone down the road. Maybe we'll need that for ourselves because something harder is going to come. And we know that we conquered the thing in the past, so why not conquer the thing now?
0: What do you say to giving of yourself is great, and we should do that. We should serve uh, other people as much as possible. How do you put that water back in your own well?
1: Yeah, that's something I've had to discover recently. I feel like sometimes I give so much. That's kind of just like a trait of mine, but I give a lot, but sometimes I don't make sure that I'm doing okay as well. And I feel like making sure that you're healed. I went back to counseling recently to go through some things I've been working on. And I think just making sure that you're healed as well so you can help heal others. It's the whole put on your oxygen tank before you put on someone else's.
0: Mm -hmm. How have you learned to forgive?
1: Oof. <laughs> um, that's another thing that I've really tried to work on when it comes to forgiveness. That I'm not—I don't hold grudges, but I definitely struggle with moving on from what people have done to me. I think just—you know—I don't know. <laughs>
0: it's a hard one, isn't
1: it? It's hard.
0: What are some of those things you have struggled moving on from?
1: I think just in general, people who have hurt me in the past or people's decisions that have impacted me in the long run. And I don't want to point out certain people because I know that those people have like helped me go through really hard things. Right. But I think just understanding and realizing that everyone has their story and for their story, maybe it impacted other people and I have to be okay with that <laughs> and realize that their story is also now my story and I have to accept that and move on with it.
0: Well, that's a good answer. A lot of times people will try to understand something and saying, oh, well, I've been through a divorce too and you've been through a divorce, so we have the same experiences. We're both in the same boat. But the truth is we're not in the same boat. No. <laughs> because we might have similar experiences, right? Mm-hmm. But... They might be in a yacht, I might be in a canoe, and we're not experiencing it the same way.
1: Yeah. I think that's one of the things that I've really realized through divorce and different things is a lot of people say like, "Oh, you beat the odds." Like a lot of people with divorced kids like go off the rail or whatever. But I think we all just have different resources, different life stories and doesn't mean I'm better than anybody else, and it doesn't mean that they're better than me for mm-hmm. different things and how we turned out. It's just how we handle life and how we're going to move forward with it.
0: At the end of the day, I think that's what it's all about. Yeah, We're all given different cards to play,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: we have our agency to determine which card we'll play at what time.
1: Exactly. And
0: sometimes we make mistakes and we play the wrong card, but it doesn't make you any worse or any better than anybody else, does it? It's just... Mm life and we do the best we can with what we're given and it sounds like that's what you've been doing you've been doing that trying to do right what's your relationship like now with both your mother and your biological father
1: yeah they're they're great I don't know my mom and me have always been really close Mm -hmm. she's been my rock in my whole life she's been the person that's always been there for me and I I want to honestly be here without my mom. My dad and me, we are really good. We've definitely had some rough patches in the past, but I feel like this is a really good spot for us in our relationship.
0: Good. Very good. Very good. So what advice do you give somebody that comes up to you and says, Hey, Caitlin, I'm really struggling. I have depression. I'm having a hard time with some of the things that I've gone through in my life. What would you sit down and say to them?
1: I would say what have you learned from it because I feel like it's really easy sometimes to get trapped in our heads of like woe is me I'm the victim Mm -hmm. which is good you need to heal and you need to take care of yourself there's nothing wrong with that but I do feel like you need to at one point just take a step forward and start looking back instead of moving back and looking forward into whatever Mm -hmm. is going on and so as long as you keep just taking even like Tippy-toe forward and just kind of realizing, oh, this is why this happened. Or look at the little blessings or the miracles that come. Like the person that you can help in Relay Society or in just in everyday life, the person at the bus stop who is struggling, give that empathy that people gave to you, you can give to them too. Well,
0: that's a great answer. Thinking about the answer you just gave, what do you see for your future?
1: Hopefully good things. (laughs) Yeah. I want to be a counselor. And so I've had a really awesome counselors and a mom who's a counselor, and they've really blessed my life in so many ways, just helping me see my life and what it has potential to become. Mm-hmm. And so I want to be that to someone else.
0: Maybe you've been asked this question before, maybe even in one of my classes, but if you wrote a book about yourself, what would the title of that book be?
1: I think we did this in one of your classes. I assignments. believe so. I don't remember what I put, but... I would probably write what my grandma always says. You roll with life or you get rolled over.
0: And that's really great advice. Are you using that advice right now?
1: Yeah. I mean, with college, I have to pay for my college on my own and stuff. And so it's just kind of one of those things where you just roll with life and you hope things work out. And if they don't, you kind of take a step back and you do what you need to do. And then you keep going forward. So I feel like I am. I hope I am using that advice. So. Yeah,
0: it sounds like it. I mean, just... Visiting with you now and having known you in my classes and stuff, I think you have a very positive outlook on life, despite the things that you have gone through. What it tells me is that you've chosen not to be a victim.
1: Yeah, I've definitely had a point in my life like I have been the victim. Like I played the cards. I was like very, woe is me. My life is so hard. But Mm -hmm. I realized there's no moving forward. There's no way you can move on with life with that kind of perspective. So you just have to move forward and move on.
0: Yeah. And you're taking it a day at a time, sounds like. hmm Yep. Going back to the future question, what can you take from your past that will help you be who you want to be in, in your future?
1: Oh, so many things. <laughs> I feel like as a future mom, I can take a lot of the skills that I've learned and how What to be like as a child and what not to be like. I want to give them a great childhood, but also I think like having trials and tribulations, growing up is a positive thing. You get to grow, and so I think independence is a very good thing. But hmm, that's a really good question. I feel like just knowing that you can do hard things and moving forward. Because I know in my life there's gonna be a lot more harder things, and I'm gonna have to fight them and keep going. And so knowing that I have a past that's hard, I can keep going and keep moving forward.
0: So, Caitlin, another quick question for you. Okay. Do you ever worry about when you get married at some point that there will be the chance that you go through the same thing that your parents did?
1: All the time. (laughs) What's that like? It's so hard. I feel like every... And I've talked to a lot of kids who have gone through divorce, too. We all struggle with very similar things, but... It's just the fear of the unknown you automatically and you don't want to but you think the worst. Mm. And for me in relationships it's really hard for me to not doubt the person I'm in a relationship with, overanalyze them, over question them just cuz I want to make sure that who I'm dating is who I'm like who I'm marrying and that it's not a different person or I'm get caught off guard or something happens. Because I don't want my kids to go through similar things. And so it's definitely affected a lot of my... Right now, i the present. So. Yeah.
0: And even though you went through the thing that you don't want your kids to go through,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I hear you saying that it's made you a stronger person. Mm-hmm. And so with those trials and tribulations and struggles and whatever you want to call them, you've chosen to make it work for you. Now... What do we do with kids today to help bring that strength to them? I mean, don't you want your kids to be strong? Mm -hmm. Yeah, but you're saying, I don't want them to go through what (laughs) I went through. I get that. I get that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so now here you are, college student, getting ready to graduate soon Mm -hmm. and to move out and and kind of spread your wings and and do what you want to do. Tell me if I'm wrong. I think those experiences will carry you through the rest of your life.
1: Yeah, I totally agree.
0: So Caitlin, it's, it's been just awesome hearing your story and it's just been wonderful to hear how you've bounced back from adversity, but there are people that haven't gone through that adversity and maybe aren't as strong as you are now and have that conviction and you know looking forward how you want your life to be. So what do you tell people that don't really understand what you've gone through or maybe they want to help, but they're outsiders looking in and they just have no clue?
1: Right. I would say probably the biggest advice would be to just love them. I feel like love goes a long way. You can try to empathize. You can say I've gone through similar things, but that won't really help as kind of we've talked about in the past. I feel like the best thing you can do is just to love. Love them. Be a role model to them. Be an example to them. The many houses I went to, the many bishops. The many leaders that I had that just took me under their wing and just showed me love. They didn't have to say anything. I just knew I could count on them if I needed. Mm -hmm. And I'd feel like that's the biggest thing you can do in any kind of adversity or any trial that someone's going through is just be there for them, love them, because you don't know what's going to happen next. You don't know what choices they're going to make. So just make every moment with that person count.
0: That's great advice. You ever feel like you got treated differently? Growing up because you came from a single parent home?
1: Oh, for sure.
0: What'd that look like?
1: I feel like a lot of people kind of put pity on me in a way. A lot of people were like, oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. Your life must be so hard. And it was in different ways. But I feel like there was just the stigma of, oh, you guys must be in a really hard place. You must be poor. You must be having all these mental problems. Kind of just like the stigma of divorced parents or things like that. Yeah especially children get when things like that happen.
0: Mm -hmm. Have you ever sat down and had a real good heart-to-heart talk with your parents to help you understand better why things happen the way they did?
1: I have, kind of. They kind of just still tell me, I'll tell you when you're older. (laughs) Well, how
0: much older you need to be? (laughs) Um,
1: And honestly, I don't know if I need to know. I'm kind of at this place where I kind of can find things out for myself. And based off of just the relationships I have, I can kind of just tell what might have went wrong and what wouldn't have gone wrong. And I I don't really need answers anymore. I used to be really big on, I want to know, I want to know why, I want to know. But I'm so glad my parents didn't mm. tell me exactly why, because I got to create my own perspective of both parents.
0: That's interesting. And yeah. how
1: much I love them and care for them, still, to this day, no matter what happened. And... We're all imperfect people. Right. So, I don't need to know their past issues mm-hmm. or what happened. I just need to focus on the person that I know.
0: Got a lot of wisdom. <laughs> a lot of wisdom there. The reason I asked that question is sometimes children are confused and think it's their fault growing mm-hmm. up. But it sounds like you didn't you didn't feel that way and that's great.
1: I feel like I mean, I think every child has that guilt. I mm-hmm. think every child feels inside of them that it's their fault that Mm. it happened or if they weren't there then things would have been a little different or and maybe maybe that is the case but it doesn't matter i've realized it really doesn't it happened and i think as you get older especially if kids are listening to this who've had parents that are divorced i think a lot of times we want to put a label on ourselves that we're more like damaged than every other kid. But I think we need to realize that we're just as normal and we have the potential to live just a normal life. It's just the perspective we have on life and how we want to live it.
0: Right. No, I think that's super good advice. And the fact that you can say that now in your mature self and look back on that, you basically turned everything around to help you be the person you want to be. And to that, I would say, You're successful. Good on you. You (laughs) I mean, (laughs) whatever you're doing, keep doing it. Do you ever see yourself working with children of divorced families?
1: That's what I want to do. I want to specifically work with those who have divorced families and also parents who are going through a divorce because I have an insight on the other side of how to help the kids or like what to best do and what not to do when it comes to how to tell them or how to, I don't know. I feel like my parents did a really good job at letting me view them the way I wanted to view them versus how each other viewed each other.
0: Yeah. You kind of wrote your own story about it. Yeah. And they let you do that. Mm -hmm. That's great. That's awesome. Your parents are wise for letting you do that. It's true. You know, so I think that's something pretty, pretty neat. Well, we're winding down now. So is there anything else you'd like to say that might resonate with somebody who needs to hear your story and needs to hear about how you made it through?
1: I think for me, I've realized that, like I kind of mentioned before, I've heard the saying, like if we all put all of our trials in a bucket, we'd pick ours out because everyone else, usually around us, they're going through harder things. I think a lot of times we just need to focus on what we have control of, and that's either belief in God, love for our siblings, something that we do have control of a good perspective on life because a lot of times we want to focus on the negative and we want to focus on the hard, but sometimes we just need to focus on what are we grateful for today and let's just go with that.
0: Yeah, you're absolutely right. You only have control over what you have control over. Mm -hmm. You you didn't have control over your parents going through a divorce, but you did have control over how you chose to feel about it, Mm -hmm. how you chose to react, what you did. All of that was within your control. True. And the older you got and the more mature you became, you understood how to deal with it at a much a safer level. I don't know if safer is the word I wanted, but at a, a more adult level.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And I think pain always stays, no matter what. There's always going to be pain from the past, but I think it's just how you deal with that pain. And you can either hold on to it or you can set it aside and let it walk with you instead of being part of you Mm
0: -hmm. so is your pain walking with you right now
1: I would say I'm trying to it's a work in progress and I feel like it always is but for the most that I can right now yes (laughs) good good
0: well Caitlin it's been just a pleasure to visit with you I appreciate you coming out here and taking some of your precious time to share a story and to share a unique perspective on a child who went through a divorce because it's out there we know that yeah and uh, people need to hear success stories and inspirational stories that you made it you're working on it and you're not giving up so so thank you 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 bet and to my listeners remember to speak up speak out and speak often bye-bye